What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Saturday, September 14th. Hope all you guys have had a good day up till now, even though it's still kind of early in the day. Hopefully, all you guys get a chance to watch some college football in a couple hours. I'm definitely going to be tuning in to my Spartan Dogs playing Arizona State. And shout out to my young bull from San Bernardino, Jaden Daniels, who's the true freshman starting quarterback for Arizona State and the Sun Devils. So it should be a pretty good game but catch some football relax have a good day it's saturday it's nice weather outside today at least where i'm at and just enjoy yourselves man but with that being said even though today is you know usually a football day i gotta bring y'all some hoop stuff because some hoop stuff is happening all the time 24 7 basketball does not stop so let's go to the nba first and then we'll talk about some high school recruitment but first the Miami Heat, my Miami Heat, if you don't know, I'm a Jimmy Butler fan. I go wherever Jimmy Butler goes, and so that pretty much makes me a Miami Heat fan. Used to be a Sixer fan, used to be a Timberwolves fan, used to be a Chicago Bulls fan, but I like Jimmy Butler. We're going to talk about him a little bit later in the podcast, though, but happy birthday to Jimmy Butler, too. He turns 30 today, but the Miami Heat announced on Wednesday, which was 9-11, that they will ex- exercise Bam Adebayo's fourth-year team option on his contract. Now, Bam Adebayo, for those of you who don't know, and you should know him, is a 6'10 power forward slash center. He was born originally in Newark, New Jersey, but he went to high school at High Point Christian Academy in North Carolina, High Point, North Carolina. This past year, he averaged 8.9 points per game, 7.3 rebounds per game, and 0.8 blocks per game, and he was the only Miami Heat player on the roster last season to actually appear and play in all 82 games of the season. Now, he was also drafted 14th overall in the lottery in the 2017 NBA draft, and he is headed into his third year. Now, I like this move because it's going to make Bam, one, play harder for the money that he rightfully deserves, and two, the Heat are putting themselves in really good positions to be a formidable team for the next few years. And as a Jimmy Butler fan, ever since they got Jimmy, they added him in the offseason during free agency, They've only made the right moves because if you're a Miami Heat fan, you know these past couple years have been bad because they've been throwing out terrible contracts to players that don't deserve the money. Like, to me personally, they gave Goran Dragic way too much money. He did not deserve the money that he got. Like, and I hate to say that about people because I want to see people get money. I want to see people get paid, but I'm just calling a spade a spade. He got paid way too much money for all the injuries he goes through. And I'm not going to even say he's a bad point guard because he is a little, he's not an elite point guard, but he's a, a little bit better than an average point guard. But nonetheless, the Heat are doing some things. So with the, with that move being announced, he will actually be a restricted free agent in 2021 unless, and that's only he deci- if he decides to turn down the $7.1 million qualifying offer from the Miami Heat. But I like Bam Adebayo a lot. He's a hardworking player. He rebounds his butt off. He's active on the boards. He blocks shots. He can dunk. He catches lobs. I like his game a lot. And I've started to notice he's kind of opening up his offensive bag. And so he's kind of expanding his game in that area. And I like him. I've seen him ever since he was in high school. He played on the AAU circuit um, with Adidas with Dennis Smith Jr. They were one of the best AAU duos of all time. They were crazy they were a show every time like Dennis Smith we all know was like a young D Rose in high school and Bam was like a whole fake Patrick Ewing like literally he was just dunking everything he was a menace and now him being with the Heat and being with the Heat for three years now he's been a very very solid role player but I expect as I already stated his stats 
8.9 points per game, 7.3 rebounds per game, and 0.8 blocks per game, I expect each of those stats to go up just slightly a bit. I expect the points to go up probably somewhere around 10 points per game. That would be solid. 7.3 rebounds, that's good. I think he can get 8. And then blocks, I expect him to go up in blocks a little bit too. I think he's a definitely a high percentage block shot uh, artist. I think he's really good at that. You know, defense is one of his specialties. He has bounced like no other. And so that's why I'm happy that he signed him in the Heat. As I stated, they are making good moves now. Like, I do like the fact that they kept Goran Dragic, so they don't break up the chemistry and they have a true point guard. And then they have Justice Winslow, who, if they were to deal Goran Dragic, then Justice Winslow, Winslow would have probably played the point guard. And to me, he can play the point guard, but I don't really want to see him play the point guard. As much as I like Justice Winslow, he's a really good two-way player, just like Jimmy Butler. Not necessarily on the same level, but he's still productive. And then you add Tyler Hero to the mix, who's a one of the best rookies in the league. Pat Riley and Eric Spolcher did a really good job of drafting him. You got um, James Johnson returning, really good player too. You lose Josh Richardson, you lose Hassan Whiteside, but you add Myers Leonard, who's a really good piece too, a really big center, 6'11", that can stretch the floor, shoots, shoots threes, can post you up and score, really good defender. So the Heat have a really good team. You still got... um. Derek Jones Jr., who's one of the bounciest players in the league. And you have some other pieces, too. I like what the Miami Heat are doing. They're, they're trying to get back to their winning ways, and it's paying off because they got some really good players. They also signed, I believe, um, dude out of Miami. I want to say his name is Davon Reed. I want to see how he, he'll perform, see if he can get his money. But the Heat have a really good roster, and I love what they're doing. This is the year. I'm not going to say this is the year that they make you know, a leap back to the finals or anything like that, but they're going to be a very competitive and tough team to knock out in the East. Like Jimmy, I don't think people understand getting into Jimmy Butler. He's my favorite player. I don't think people understand how good of a player is. Jimmy was in Minnesota for one season and he takes him to the playoffs. They had missed the playoffs 13 years prior to that. The last time they made the playoffs was because of Kevin Garnett. They missed the playoffs 13 years straight. Jimmy gets there for one year, brings him back. He gets an all-star appearance. He gets hurt literally the next game in Houston. And then he misses like, I want to say, a little bit less than a month of games. Comes back. The Timberwolves struggle with his absence. Comes back and gets him to the playoffs on the last day of the regular season. They play the Nuggets. And he was the main reason they got there. So it's like, I don't think people understand how good he is. He's not only one of the best clutch players in the league. And I mean, one of the best, like he's top five when it comes to clutch players. Like he's up there with, with Bron, KD, Kyrie, and Dame. But he is a dog. Like he will lock up your favorite player. He knows how to lock up. And that's what I love about Jimmy Butler. People don't really appreciate him. But once he retires, people will definitely appreciate him. Like Timberwolves fans treated him wrong. Sixer fans are just bitter because he wanted to go get his money and stuff like that. But still, appreciate Jimmy Butler, man. He's not an average hooper. Like, he came from nothing. He was homeless, and he made it all the way, you know, to Marquette from a junior college. And then he only worked his way up, and he's only gotten better every single year he's been in the league. And he is now the face of the Miami Heat. And he's going to be there for the next six or seven years. And he's going to give him a lot of good years. And hopefully they can just keep adding pieces around him. Hopefully somehow they can get um, Bradley Beal because that will make them a real, you know, real contender. But as of now, the Miami Heat are doing a lot of good things. Now, let's get into some high school basketball, of course. So five-star top two player in the class of 2021, Terrence Clark. 
6'7", small forward, originally from Boston, Massachusetts, currently goes to Brewster Academy in New Hampshire, played on the Nike EYBL circuit for Expressions Elite, which is based out of the Boston area, has committed to the University of Kentucky and Coach Calipari in the Wildcats. Now, on August 30th, which was just, what, two weeks ago, he announced his top six, and it was consisted of Kentucky, Duke, UCLA, Texas Tech, Boston College, and Memphis. And so he decides to commit to the Wildcats just about 20 minutes ago. Terrence Clark is a dog. Like, literally, he is a special, special talent. On the EYBL circuit, he averaged 16.2 points per game, shooting 40% from the field, averaged 5.1 rebounds per game, 3.7 assists, and 1.1 steals per game. This dude has a nice, long frame. Pause. He's athletic. He can score from anywhere. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's confident as I don't know what, and he makes basketball look easy. Like, he is a special talent. Like, literally... If he reclassifies, which he potentially will do and enter the class of 2020, but as of now, he's in the class of 2021, he could really be the number one player in the class. Like, the only reason he's not the number one player in the 2021 class is because it's another special player that goes by the name of Jonathan Kaminga that's a special talent too. But Terrence Clark, man, he is a NBA-ready small forward slash shooting guard. He's a wing. Like, he literally gets the job done. He does what the team needs him to do in order to win games. He is... I've never every time I watched him play, he's never not been productive. Like he's always doing something for his size and his position. He's a really, really good passer. He's really good at playing defense. I like him a lot, man. This dude is special. And now with him going to Kentucky, he's gonna be one of the best players that Coach Calipari has ever coached. And that's saying a lot because we know he's had John Wall, Devin Booker, Carnegie Towns, Anthony Davis, all these different type of players. But this dude is going to be one of the most special players Kentucky will see in a minute because he is just not the average hooper. Like, he is a different breed. Like, he has God-given abilities that we just don't see every day. And he knows how to use it. He knows what he's doing. And honestly, I hope he does reclassify and enter the class of 2020 because he's going to be special. And if he does, he's going to be joining Brandon Boston. He's going to be joining Lance Ware. He's going to be joining Cameron Fletcher. And I still don't think Kentucky is done when it comes to recruiting. I still think they have either one or two recruits left in the back to get, maybe even three or four. I don't know. I'd say, you know, Isaiah Jackson has a good chance. Isaiah Todd is in the mix. They got a couple other players that they're looking at. Kay Cunningham still in the mix. But with, with Terrence Clark, I'll tell you right now, he will be the leading scorer for the Wildcats. It's no doubt in my mind. This dude, like, watching him play, he doesn't really have the most production but because his team doesn't, didn't really need it from him on, on the EYBL because he had such a good players playing around him, like Bensley Joseph um, and Musa Cisse. But he gets the job done, and it's as simple as that. That's all it really takes at the end of the day. you got to get the job done. Can you produce at a high level when your team needs you to? And Terrence Clark does that. So shout out to him. Shout out to Kentucky fans, BBN. Y'all get another player that's two in one week. Y'all are lucky. Y'all are blessed. Y'all better appreciate Coach Callen's staff for the recruitment that they've been doing ever since they've been at Kentucky. And this is another big-time player off the board that's headed to Kentucky. Now, one more recruiting piece, and then I'll get y'all out of here so y'all can enjoy the college football games today. Five-star player also in the class of 2021, Paulo Bonchero has announced his top nine schools yesterday at on September 13th. Now, Paulo Bonchero is a 6'9", 
power forward out of Seattle, Washington. He currently goes to O'Day High School in the Seattle area. He played on the Nike UIBL circuit for Seattle Rotary. Um, he actually averaged 22.7 points per game, shooting 49% from the field, which means he pretty much almost hit half of his shots. That's how effective he is. 3.9 assists per game, 11.2 rebounds per game. He is a double-double machine and 1.8 blocks per game. He is what you guys call a stat sheet stuffer. He is a legitimate prospect, an NBA prospect. Now, Paolo Bonchero, honestly, is the most skilled and finesse player in the class of 2021. And that's saying a lot because the class of 2021 has some really good pieces. But this dude is Paul Millsap on steroids. Like, Paul Millsap, if you guys don't know, had a really successful career with the Atlanta Hawks, still having a really good career with the Denver Nuggets. He can shoot it. He can post you up. He can do whatever in the post. He can pass out of the post. He defends. He can stretch the four shooting threes. He can get to the rack. That is exactly what Paulo Bonchero can do, except he makes it look a little bit better because he just has a different type of flow and handle to his game. This guy is special. Like, literally, if the only thing he doesn't really do is shoot three balls, and that's because... The game is so easy to him that he doesn't need to shoot threes. And he can hit threes. Don't get it twisted. It's not like he can't shoot the three. But his game is such finesse. And if you get it into him in the post, he's going to get you a bucket, an assist, or whatever. He's going to get the ball in the basket some way, somehow. He is so skilled that it honestly is crazy. His footwork, it reminds me of a soccer player. Like, he has the footwork of a soccer player. Like, it seemed like he had to have played soccer when he was a younger, when he was a kid. Because he is so skilled and just, honestly, he's different. But his top nine consists of Washington, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee, Duke, Georgetown, Baylor, Memphis, and Gonzaga. Now, he has already taken one unofficial visit to Gonzaga. He took that this past weekend to September 7th through the 8th. He visited the, um, the Bulldogs and Coach Mark Hugh. He's been to Washington a couple different times, and the Huskies are actually the favorites to land him because both of his parents went to Washington, and obviously it's the hometown school. Coach Mike Hopkins and company have been doing a good job recruiting him. but And he's already unofficially visited a couple of times, so it's like he doesn't really announce it just because it's so close to home and he's so accustomed to the campus. But I'd say his recruitment is down to Washington and Kentucky. And I'll get into the other schools. Like Washington, I already said, Kentucky has been recruiting him very hard. I believe they actually did an in-home visit earlier this week with him because if you don't know, it is the open period where coaches can go and recruit kids at their high schools and visit them at home. So, you know, coaches are allowed to do that now. So I know Washington visited him this week at home. Kentucky did, uh, Tennessee did, and Georgetown all visited him this past week. Now, moving on from Washington and Kentucky, Roy Williams and company have been really recruiting him hard. Tennessee has also gotten into the mix as of late. Now, Tennessee, Coach Rick Barnes and staff and the volunteers have done a really good job when it comes to the recruiting front, especially these past couple seasons. They've done a really good job. Duke is also in the mix. We all know Coach K is always going to be in the mix for a top talented program or recruit, excuse me. And Georgetown is another school that's in the mix. Now, Georgetown is an interesting dynamic because we all know Patrick Ewing is the head coach of the Hoyas now. And that's a major thing. I think that's the main reason He's considering Georgetown. You got to look at it like this. Paulo is a power forward. Think about that. Patrick Ewing is a Hall of Fame power forward. If you want to expand your game and get better, you probably want to play for a Hall of Famer, especially a Hall of Famer that excelled at your position that you currently play. 
So that's a really interesting dynamic too. And I'm not necessarily saying that he's going to go to Georgetown, but I completely understand why he has Georgetown in his top nine list. That's a definitely an interesting dynamic. It's all the way across the country in D.C., but still, I understand him. Patrick Ewing is a hell of a player. He's, you know, starting to really look like a really good coach at Georgetown. They're a real threat in the Big East now. And so I think it's a real chance that he could end up at Georgetown. I see why he looks at Georgetown. You also have Baylor, Coach Drew and the Bears down in Waco. Um, really good program. Baylor's done a really good job recruiting also these past couple years. We'll see, um, you know, how long they can stay in the Paulo Bonchero sweepstakes. It'll definitely be interesting. Memphis, another school that's been recruiting hella hard and hella good ever since Penny Hardaway took the reins as the Tigers head coach. Mike Miller's done a really good job recruiting Paulo Bonchero, and everybody just loves Memphis right now. Memphis is a hot spot right now for college basketball. Penny Hardaway, we all know, another Hall of Fame player. And, you know, parents love Penny Hardaway because, obviously, you know, kids today didn't really get a chance to see him play in his prime, but kids' parents did. And so that plays a big part and role into going to Memphis, too. And then you have Gonzaga. Now, Gonzaga is another interesting school because if you know Gonzaga, Coach Few and the Bulldogs always develop really good big men from DeMontis Sabonis to Roy Hachimura. They develop big men. And, you know, him just coming off an unofficial visit, it's a big thing because, you know, Paulo is a big man also, and so they could develop him to a really good player. They also have another really good big man at Gonzaga right now who goes by the name of Drew Timmy, who's from the Dallas, Texas area. He's going to be the next big man to come out of Gonzaga and represent them in the NBA. So that's an interesting dynamic too. But also, Paulo has also announced his official visits list, and it looks like this. He will visit North Carolina first on the weekend of September 27th through the 29th. He will go out to Chapel Hill and visit the Tar Heels. Then he gets a couple weeks off and he will visit the University of Kentucky. He will visit Coach Cal and the Wildcats on the weekend of October 11th through the 13th. Then that next week, not even just a week after, he will visit Coach K in the Duke Blue Devils in Durham on October 17th through the 19th. And then it gets about a month off. He will visit Tennessee in Knoxville and Coach Rick Barnes and the Volunteers on the weekend of October 25th through the 27th. And then he wraps up his official visits on January 18th, the weekend of January 18th through the 19th. He will visit Coach Mark Few in the Bulldogs. So Paulo, he actually did, just like Terrence Clark, he actually did um, um, see if he could, if there was a chance he was going to reclassify. But I heard that he said, you know, his parents were, you know, said that it was just better for him to stay in his class. And so I'm glad he is staying in his class because he's going to be a really good player for the next couple of years. And even longer than that, he's going to have a really good NBA career. This dude is special, man. So just know about him now. I've talked about him a couple of different times on this podcast already, but he's special. And so we're going to see him, you know, this year, this upcoming high school season. We still got another year of AAU for him. Then he'll have his senior year and then he'll be in college before we know it. This dude is a special talent. Be on the lookout for Paulo Bonchero. He is the next big-time player out of Seattle, Washington. Believe that. You've had Jamal Crawford. You've had Isaiah Thomas. You had Alonzo Trier, DeJounte Murray, Kevin Porter, who you'll see for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Paulo Bonchero is next up. Nate Robinson's on that list. Seattle produces some top-quality hoopers, and this guy is next up. 
So with that being said, man, hopefully all you guys enjoyed this. As always, shout out to my family at Nuts and Bolts Sports. Go check them out on Twitter. Go check out their podcast on Feature on their podcast network. Go check out their articles from football, basketball, whatever. Hockey, they got it all. Nuts and Bolts is the place to be. Nuts and Bolts Sports, check them out ASAP. No Rocky. But as always, man, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. And if you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, please do me a favor and leave a rate and review. I appreciate you guys from the bottom of my heart. Enjoy the college football games um, for the rest of the day. And as always, man, y'all have a beautiful and blessed rest of y'all day. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Peace, love, and blessings gone.